Are you tired of thinking you found the right partner only to find out you were wrong again? Are you having a tough time establishing a long-term relationship or building a family life that is thriving and enriching? Let relationship and family coaches Weldon and Debbie help you find that ideal mate or build the kind of relationship you've always wanted. Great relationships and families don't happen by chance, so don't take a chance with yours. Let Welton and Debbie equip you with techniques and provide guidance for establishing a solid foundation for dating, a long-term relationship, and a successful family life. Now, your coaching hosts, Uncle Weldon and Aunt Debbie. Hello, and welcome to our first broadcast. My name is Weldon. And I'm Debbie. And because this is our first broadcast, we wanted to start with First Things First. And so we've entitled this broadcast, First Things First. And we felt that the first thing we should start with is introducing ourselves and telling you a little bit about us. So let's start off by talking about why we decided to create this podcast and share it with everyone. Now, Debbie and I have been married for 10 years and we consider ourselves to have a great relationship. Uh, many times we are asked by family and friends, co-workers uh, or acquaintances and, and even people we don't know what it is about our relationship that makes it seem so special. We never know when people are observing us but we oftentimes get comments about how great our relationship is and how it looks on the outside to them but what we wanted to share is how it is on the inside that makes the outside look so good and let me just say that doesn't mean that our relationship is perfect by uh, any means but we've learned a lot in our training and in our experience just our life experiences that we feel like it's important to share with others how to build healthy and long-lasting relationships it takes work and sometimes People don't necessarily realize that, that you have to put effort and energy and thought into having a healthy relationship or a whole relationship. And you know, some of the things we are going to talk about are not necessarily new things that you've heard before, or they're not necessarily profound, but they may be things that you've forgotten or that you've heard other people say and you know, just needed some type of confirmation or even that you've always heard um, or known for yourself but you've just never put them into action. So you're probably wondering then, well, what qualifies us to be counselors and and to give advice in dating and relationships and family? Well, I wanna share with you some of our professional training and certifications and experience. And we'll start with uh, Debbie first. So I have over 20 years of counseling experience with youth and families that are in crisis. I'm a licensed social worker. And I'm also a certified anger resolution therapist. I have numerous hours of training, building healthy family relationships, and uh, have been trained in how to recognize and deal with mental and emotional health. Now, I, on the other hand, I'm an ordained minister for over 20 years, uh, and I've counseled many individuals and couples in relationship issues and improving certain aspects of their life. 
Uh, I also do premarital counseling at, as well as perform marriages for couples. Now, I have a master's degree in biblical studies and also numerous other seminary classes that do include counseling and, and dealing with certain types of life situations. Now, I also have a master's degree in business administration, and I am currently pursuing a doctorate's degree in theology. So you can see Debbie and I have a lot of professional training and a lot of certifications. But we also have life experiences that have taught us many things that we would also like to share. Both of us uh, have experienced divorce in different ways. Divorce can be difficult. It can be challenging. But we did learn how to process our feelings and our emotions and prepare ourselves to to date again, we knew that we would have to do it differently the second time around. So we had to prepare ourselves for the dating process and for courtship. And also knowing that both of us wanted to be remarried. And it also helped us to build a stronger relationship. You know, many times people say, well, it's better the second time around or the third time around. But what we like to share is it just doesn't happen unless you prepare for it, unless you do the things necessary that will build a strong foundation for you to make those next relationships work. We do want to say that although our, our marriage is biblically based with God at the center of everything we do, this podcast is not really meant to be a Bible study or really a religious broadcast but it's meant to provide guidance and counseling for anyone of any religion or any relational point in their life. And so the advice we give will be information um, and guidance that you can implement regardless of your religious beliefs uh, or your family background. We'd also like to add a disclaimer. It's not the intent of this broadcast or the guidance we provide to replace the services or treatment of a professional mental health provider. Okay, so now you've heard a little bit about us and our qualifications and our experiences. So now let's talk about you. So whether you're looking to start your first relationship, a new relationship, you're recovering from a divorce, or if you widow, it all starts with you. It's hard and almost impossible to have a new beginning with the old you. You have to be willing to make some changes that you may not recognize you need to make. In essence, what you're trying to do is to get to the gym of the person you want to be. See, over time, layers and layers of dirt and grime from old relationships, old family experiences, and and just a lot of negative things that have happened in your life will continue to build up and build up and really cover up the gem that's hidden at the center of your life. And that is the person you want to get to. See, finding that gem in you is like mining for gold. When the miners go in, into the mine, they don't go in there looking for dirt. They go in there looking for diamonds. But before they can do that, they have to clear away a lot of dirt. It takes some time to clear away the dirt and to get it out of the way to get to the true gems that they went down there for. So when you're talking about 
starting a new relationship, when you look at it in that sense, it gives you a different perspective. And it's all about having a different perspective of not only yourself, but of the dating relationship. Because surely when you've gone through a bad relationship, it makes your perspective of a new relationship somewhat dim. Now, the late Zig Ziglar, a great motivational speaker, once talked about in his audio book, See You at the Top, he talks about putting on a new pair of glasses, not rosy glasses so that you look at the world all wonderfully, but looking at the world through a new lens. Let me give an example. When I got older in life and as nature took over and I noticed that when I would drive at night or during uh, rainy times and I, I was living in Arkansas at the time, I'd always say, boy, they really need to fix these roads and they need to put stripes on these roads so you can see at night when you're driving or when it's raining so that you can better see the road. But then I went to the eye doctor and when the doctor gave me the eye test and they prescribed a pair of glasses for me, when I put those glasses on and saw how clear I could see things and I don't know how loud I said it, but I said, wow, I can see clearly now. And so it's the same way when you talk about the, the dating relationships. It's a matter of the perspective that you have. So it's time to put on a, a new pair of glasses when it comes to relationships. And that's what we want to help you to do. Sometimes people feel that they may need to change their scenery. You know, we talk about moving to a new location or changing this or that in our environment. And, and sometimes those things are needed and, and are necessary, especially when it's a very negative environment. But sometimes maybe you just need to change your perspective of the environment that you're in. It may not be the environment at all. It may just be how you're perceiving the environment that you're in. It all starts with you. So what I want to share with you now is my personal experience about becoming my 2.0 version of myself. So what I started with is taking inventory of where I am or where I was right then. Of course, as stated earlier, I'd been married before. So what I did want to do was make or take in any of that old me into this new relationship. So in taking inventory, I truly sat down with a piece of paper and a pen and I wrote down the things, honestly, the things about myself that I knew that I needed to improve upon. And so that's one of the things to honesty with yourself about the things you need to do better. So I wrote them all down. Uh, secondly, I wanted to talk about the things that I desire to have. And I want to be honest, too, about that. Like, what do I truly want to have? And when you want something from someone else, you have to also make sure that you also bring that to the table. So I can't necessarily say, for example, I want someone who's doing well financially and then my finances be raggedy. So those are some, some of the things you have to consider when you're writing down what your desires are. So in that, like I said, I had a whole list of the things that I wanted to have in this relationship. One of the things I didn't want to do is to make a common mistake of bringing baggage into a new relationship. So also in inventory, that means that you have to stop and be honest and recognize any of the shortcomings that you had and then deal with those things. So for me, you know, I, I am a circle in a circle of social workers. And so that lends me the opportunity to 
to talk about things and to communicate with others. And that is something that was very helpful. Like I didn't keep myself in a bubble and I didn't mute myself or feel guilty about having a relationship that had failed. I knew that I needed to talk it out. So it's important sometimes to communicate with someone that you respect, someone that you trust. It would have been easy for me to just pretend that all the issues in the relationship were all about the other person. But no, there was also some things in that relationship that I could have also done differently. So that's some of the shortcomings and acknowledging those things and doing something different with it. And then one of the other things, too, is just learning to be content with self, uh, learning to be happy with yourself, learning to be by yourself and not knowing, uh, not thinking that you have to have someone with you to make you complete or make you whole. Because when you get together again or get into the next relationship, you need to bring a whole person to that relationship, not a broken person to that relationship. Yeah, it was a lot of the same with me. After my divorce, I initially felt uh, worthless. I felt that I had failed as a as a husband and that no one really wanted me because I had failed and and I put the whole blame on on myself. And as much as I would have wanted to believe that I had no fault in the uh, divorce, surely I did. I just had to get to that point where I realized it. And part of that was to just evaluate the whole situation and and just think about what happened. You know, what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? How can I make the change? And so I, I had to take inventory and accept my fault. Now, here's what took me a little while to get to that point. I was embarrassed over what happened because I was a minister. Well, you know, still am. But being a minister, you are expected to be perfect in your relationship. And that just wasn't the case as well or as good as I thought my relationship was. I didn't see the problems that were going on that resulted in a divorce. So after that, I was just embarrassed, embarrassed to tell anyone, embarrassed to talk to anyone. And I just continued to, to hurt and be in pain because I was going through it by myself. And I really did need to talk with someone about it. So once I got past the embarrassment of it and I opened up to people, that's when I started to realize that I was as much a, a fault in the um, in the failure of the relationship um, than my um, my ex-spouse. And so that's what we mean by taking inventory of yourself. Be honest with yourself as as loving as you think you are, as <laughs> wonderful as you think you are, you have some faults. And so part of that is taking inventory and, and being honest with yourself, you know, knowing if you're short tempered or if you're selfish or if you're jealous, own it and be willing to, to work on it. But, but here's the other side of that. Don't put all the blame on yourself uh, because as the old saying goes, it takes two people to tangle. And so you're not totally at fault for what may have failed in your relationship. And if you're entering into a, um, a new relationship or a first time relationship, understand that you are going into a relationship with someone that may have the same kind of baggage that you have or they will have some type of baggage in their life. And so that's something then hopefully they have taken time to deal with. Also want to say that when you enter into a relationship or when you're preparing yourself to start a new relationship, 
don't underestimate your value because when you enter into what is called a rebound relationship, what happens is you may be looking for a crutch or someone to make you feel better and you really haven't prepared yourself or know the value that you bring to a relationship. And so you go in thinking that this person is what you need to make you the kind of person you want to be. Yeah, some I just want to add to it as far as knowing your value. That can also help you to stay in a healthy relationship because sometimes when you don't value yourself, that is a setup to be used. Uh, that can be a setup for abuse in a relationship, and that's a whole nother subject. But when you stand firm, knowing who you are, and stand firm in appreciating yourself, and knowing that hey, I didn't come to this relationship an empty person, and that I do have value and I have something to say which makes a more enriching relationship. Now for me, I guess I waited a year or two before I was willing to date again. Uh, I started off by just spending time with myself. And for me as a Christian, I, I took time to get to know God again and to draw closer to him because for me that was important it was a major part of my life and I at first I just couldn't understand why he allowed it to happen but then I said well you know let me just first get to know myself and to become comfortable with myself again so I would spend a lot of Friday nights eating popcorn and watching movies Now, my taste in movies at that time transferred from all the action and adventure to to romance movies and to relationship (laughs) movies. But that's where I was at at the time. And I guess I was just trying to find out what relationships were about and and why mine didn't work. I spent a lot of Friday nights by myself, just staying at home, eating popcorn and watching movies. But for me, that's what it took to get through the process of preparing myself to date again. And some may say, well, that's a long time. But for me, that's what worked. For some, it may not take as long. For some, it may take much longer. But again, I want to say it took that time for me to understand what happened, for me to start to correct the things that I needed to correct and to really gain value in myself again and understand that I have a lot to offer. And even though I may have failed the first time around in my relationship, I still had a lot to offer. And now I was going to be the 2.0 version of myself. Taking inventory for me also meant that I had to take a look at how I entered into my relationship in the past with my ex. And one of the things I have to say is I had some signs. You know what I'm talking about when I say some signs, some warning signs, some things that didn't quite settle right with me. And I overlooked those things. You guys know we talked earlier about us being Christians. I over-spiritualized some of those things. And I I think I just wanted what I wanted at the time. And so I overlooked them. And so becoming a 2.0 version this time, I realized that, guess what? I am going to have, like I said, with that list of the things that I needed or wanted or desired in a relationship, that was going to be my concrete way that I was going to measure and that I was going to live by and not just go 
by my feelings and by my emotions, but by something that's going to be concrete. So that's something about being honest is when you feel something is not right, when you know something is not right, it's probably not right. And if you have others in your life, like I said, I had friends around me. It's important sometimes to get people around you to be a part of your making that decision because you don't want to just be making your emotional decision. But when you have close friends or family members, again, that you trust, that you can ask those hard questions to and be ready to receive their answer, whether or not it's something you want to hear or if you don't want to hear. But if you trust that person enough, they're not going to be wanting to hurt you. They're going to share with you the truth. And I do believe that I had some people trying to tell me, but I wasn't trying to listen. And, you know, being the 2.0 version of yourself entails being willing to make a change. When I talk to Debbie about the type of person I, I used to be, she often say, I, I can't see you uh, being that kind of person. Not that I was a, a bad person or that I did bad things, but becoming a 2.0 version of myself means that I was willing to make a change. Uh, and so when I talk to her about that, all she know is the 2.0 version of myself uh, and not how I used to be. Because I used to be the type of person that was very... Uh, let's say, um, rigid in my schedule, very focused on what things need to be done, when they needed to be done, and how they needed to be done. You know, I was the type of person that when I planned a vacation, I'd plan out everything, you know, how we were going to travel, when we were going to travel, what times we were going to travel, and I would want to stick to that schedule. And when we couldn't stick to that schedule, then I would be a little uptight and, and may have even, you know, said some things or acted in a way that just aggravated my family that would cause a fight. Now, Yes, I still do plan. I still have a schedule ready and would like to do things a certain way. But when they don't go that way, now I just say, oh, well, you know, that's life. So let's just take it from here and let's be flexible with it. So I was very inflexible in the 1.0 version of myself, but the 2.0 version of myself, I'm very um, spontaneous now and don't mind trying new things and don't mind changing ideas and just going a, a totally different route. And so it adds to the enrichment of my relationship uh, with Debbie. And, you know, it makes me feel better too, <laughs> not to be so rigid and, and get up tight. I mean, my stomach would almost be in cramps when, when I couldn't <laughs> stick to the schedule that I had set. And so being this 2.0 version means that I, you know, if it doesn't happen that way, I'm like, oh, well, and it prevents arguments. It keeps everybody in a relaxed state of mind uh, and things often they work out is not as serious as I would make it out to be. And, and that's the other thing, being too serious about yourself. Trust me, I was the type of person that was very serious about myself. I didn't know how to relax and laugh at myself or to be silly or or, you know, act comical, even even though I thought I may have been funny. Uh, I know my ex-spouse probably didn't think so. and My family may not have thought so because I, I took myself too serious. So things that could have been funny uh, were humorous or funny that, that I may have done. I didn't see it that way because I didn't want anyone laughing at me or laughing about me. So becoming that 2.0 version of yourself is the work that you're doing inside. It's a it's something that 
is not just changing the outer appearance. It's not about presenting yourself in a way that you think others are looking for you to present yourself. You have to be content in, inside, but you don't want to start just working on your physique and spending a whole lot of time in the gym. Although that may be a good thing, although that may attract somebody, but if that's not who you are, that is not what you should be aiming for. You see, you're not striving for perfection. You're just looking to become the best you that you can live with because you can change things on the outside, but that doesn't mean anything has changed on the inside. And when that happens, all you're going to do is repeat some of the same things over and over in the next relationship. Before you move on into the next relationship, you want to be at a place of internal peace, joy, contentment, have experienced some things that are different that you're just happy with as far as your life goes. So that when you do meet someone and they come along, they're meeting a person that's fulfilled and and ready to go and have, like we talked about, value and have worth and have contentment. So take that inventory of yourself. After you listen to this broadcast, just think about it. Think about your past relationships Think about what did not work in them. Why did they end? Think about what you may have contributed. You may never know what the other person was thinking or why they did what they did, but you know you. And if you're fooling yourself and not admitting to your part of a failed relationship or failed marriage or just some things that you know need to change in your life, then you're going to carry those same things over with you to a new relationship. And even if you go to another city, another state or even another country, you're still going to have that same old you. So in entering into another relationship, first things first. Start with yourself because it does all start with you. Well, that's all for this broadcast. Our next broadcast will be Dating 101, How to Find That Great Mate. See you next time. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We hope you found it informative and encouraging and we'd like to get your feedback. Whether you're listening on iTunes or on podbean.com, you can write a review about today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast and tell your family, friends, and colleagues about it. We appreciate your help. If you have a topic or question you would like us to discuss on one of our shows, send it to us by email at axeweldonanddebbyoutlook.com. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Axe Uncle Weldon and Aunt Debbie about dating, relationships, and family. God's blessings to you. Goodbye. <laughs>